and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time. I'm your host Naveen, and like always, there is a smiling Sandeep who I think is laughing and not just smiling. Hey Sandeep, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you want to put us out of the thing, no? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go on the show. I'm staying with my parents. <laughs> and also on the show is joining us all the way from Tokyo. Konnichiwa. I think he's still got some time left on his contract. He's got a two-year... He got a three-year deal, 
I think end of last year or the year before. So another year or two. Right. Exactly. So so these guys are still going to stay on their payroll. So um, like what what they have right now is you know they've got some new players like Jayesh Rani. Uh, you know they've put uh, Roshan in the squad and all. So you know it's now they have to decide next year what are we going to do with these players? Which players do we objectively want to cut out? They did it with their foreigners. Mixed results so far, but I think in the long term it's going to benefit them. So, yeah, I think what Marco really has to do at this point is instead of worrying about the results, just make the tough decisions so that next season they have it easier. Hopefully, they will give him some more time because clearly when you're de- dealing with so much volatility in your squad, it's not easy you know, to handle all this stuff within one season. But, yeah. All right. And they've been unfortunate with the foreigners' injuries also, right? They played with three foreigners yesterday, if I'm not wrong. Prince Abara got injured and then, I don't know, Basafa is also out, right? So, yeah, that way. Is tough, speaking yeah. about those foreigners, uh, BFC's case with foreigners has always been like that. Like, it's and it's the case with every single team in Indian football. Your foreigners, it's either hit or miss because you actually don't know what, how will they perform when it comes to Indian conditions. And it, things have been no different with BFC. People yeah. even today go back to the time when Miku was there, but that's a past, and you need to move on for that. And and the club Very is trying to do that. Yeah, club is trying to do that, but apart from Clayton Silva, there there hasn't been a signing, a foreign signing, which uh, will give you some sort of a confidence saying that this player could probably be the game changer for you. Or is that is, is that? Yeah, not- I mean, look with the Miku thing. I think uh, one of our frequent listeners, Manju, gave a spectacular answer to that on Twitter, saying that you it's like telling at forty that I'm still sad about my school girlfriend leaving me. So it's pretty much the same. Like he's gone, he's long gone now. We've had uh, how many years? Three years now yeah. since Miku is gone. Yeah. So uh, you got Clayton, who's a very good player in his own right, uh, who's a goal scorer. He he can create as well. So that that part is there. But what you're looking at is the other sides, right? Like, look, Ramirez basically uh, had a terrible game yesterday. Um, I don't think BFC won a single uh, aerial aerial duel yesterday in their uh, in their half. I mean, in all the long balls and everything, and they were scrambling around for the second ball also because they were not at the same place at the same time. But the second half they improved, and you, Marco, for, to his credit, is very honest. So he said that was the worst first half we played, including the AFC games. Uh, subsequently, second half they improved, but then you're looking at the fact that they can't, they don't have the players in position to score. Like you have that team is sort of unbalanced. Stroke mentioned about Roshan. Roshan is a left-sided player. I have yeah. always basically seen him play on the left side, uh, maybe as a midfielder or sometimes a falling back also. Yeah, yeah. He is a left-footed player also, I think. Although I think he's a little bit ambidextrous. So you are playing him on the right. You are you have Ashik on the as a left back, and it's a little all over the place because they yeah, have yeah, to yeah. sort of compensate. It's lopsided sometimes. Yesterday, Akash Mistra and on that left side just absolutely tore apart that side because he's been too good this season. He's, honestly, he's he's the best left back in the country. By yeah. far, there's no Hands competition. Yeah. So, um, you are having all these problems and then you have Ajit Kumar. He played on the right one game. I don't think he was too uh, impressed with him. He's, he's gone out unless he's picked up an injury or something. So, BSC does have those injuries. And now you have Sunil who's not scoring. Now, yesterday, Marco said that he was in scoring positions and didn't get the ball. Uh, which is true. When you see his runs, yeah, he is in those positions but he's not getting the ball. And that's also a problem, right? If you can't transition fast enough, you can't uh, push the intensity of the game, you sort of impose it on the other team, it doesn't work as well. So, and uh, 
let's udanta also has a small niggle so he's out Ed- edmund came in he took him off very early i don't know if he was not impressed with him what was the reason and uh, danis has come vidya sagar i hope he gets a look in in the next game because uh, he needs to get a chance oh yeah he needs to get a chance as well <laughs> all of these things are uh, factors that are playing into their problem and then defensively they are not as good man like you look at what uh, yuvanand has gone gone to hyderabad and done he's a left footed left sided center back suddenly sana is playing on the right side and he is a right footed center back so they are their back four is very settled they look quite comfortable bfc back four pratik is a little shaky uh, sarthak is out uh, i don't know for how long because he's out of the bubble now he has to come back and uh, you know uh, he's going to not get an exemption from you know quarantine and things like that so he's yeah. going to take a while i don't know if he'll come back the season also if he does it will be probably in january february or something so you don't have those options uh, king is injured was uh, not really imp- i don't think either one of the center backs were a uh, uh, upgrade from yuvanand to be completely honest so yeah their foreign signings also you have to look at so it's a lot of things they just need to find out a solution maybe take this year as a year to develop for the next year of year to build for the next year because i have a lot of youngsters who needs time to play and get used to that uh, rhythm and things so we'll see and uh, who are they going to sign in terms of foreigners you were saying in the beginning miku was a very expensive player yep so for you to afford them it's not going to be easy like sunil um, their foreigners plus sunil plus uh, gurpreet and udanta are all on good wages so you need to figure out uh, how to how to balance your books also so they'll have to get the do the right scouting to get the right players like goa has done this year obviously they're not having great time but the goa has uh, sort of done a good job over the years like you know edu was a relatively cheap signing when he came in i don't know what he is on right now i haven't checked but he when he came in it was a relatively cheap signing because that's the scouting that they do so you need to do all of those things and yeah this year probably a write off for them maybe next year we'll see yes you next year is what sandeep says about bfc there is a question about referees but we'll get to that in a bit but before that a team that has that impressed us last time round and continues to do so this time round hyderabad fc under manolo marquez sandeep you have been you have been filled with high praises for this team and the coach in particular you spoke to him at the end of the last season yeah. and this man continues to deliver with his set of indian players and with quality foreign signings uh hyderabad fc how do you see their progress uh, in this season of the isl so far good team no good team to watch uh, yesterday you know they've always conceded first yesterday was their first clean sheet they've always conceded first and has always managed to more or less come back into the game sometimes win sometimes draw and uh, they are throwing in the indians all over again they also have some injury problems it's uh, with them as well nikhil had a great uh, nikhil and sahil put on a great shift and then they had aran and sahil also come in they also put on great shifts and uh, you know it's they like i said earlier their backline looks at ogbeche gives them something that aridan more than aridan because in the beginning i was sort of wondering is it uh, how much will it change the style so from all the conversation i had with people in the club it seems that you look at uh, aridane and ogbeche is a little bit sharper in terms of tactics and is genuinely a goal scorer a great goal threat as well and a leader also so uh, not that aridane wasn't you know so they have upgraded everywhere edu garcia has come in he's injured now so he's slowly on the comeback trail but he gives a lot of creativity juanan has not uh, has come in and sort of done the same thing as uh, 
ഓടെ ഓണ ഇന്ത്യ ദാറ്റ് വാസ് ഇസ് ഐ ഫോർഗെറ്റ് ഹോൾ നെയിം ബട്ട് എനിവേസ് ഹി ദ ഹവ് ഡൺ എ വെരി ഗുഡ് ജോബ് ഇൻ ദ ആൻഡ് മനോലു ഡസ് നോട്ട് ഗെറ്റ് ദ ക്രെഡിറ്റ് ഫോർ ദ വർക്ക് ഹി ഹസ് ഡൺ വിത്ത് ദി ഇന്ത്യൻ ബോയ്സ് because he has improved a lot not a lot of coaches in india improve the indian a lot of them come they might have one great season under the coach and then wane but uh, he has slowly slowly improved so many of them has gone on to play for the national team so uh, i mean if if hyderabad was one of the other bigger clubs bigger clubs let's call it uh, who isl wanted to push then probably they they will be pushing this narrative a lot more but they're not a very fancy name but uh, yeah yeah obviously not on like if this has happened in mumbai or in mohan bagan there is yeah, there's going to be creatives and this thing and that thing but since it's happened in hyderabad obviously not pushed as much but i don't get it though if you want the sport to grow you have to push it push all these clubs right but there are a lot of things that not get i may be wrong with this but when uh, hyderabad beat mumbai right manolo yeah. did not come for the post match uh, tv interview but des buckingham came i may be wrong with this i, I remember thinking like where is the winning coach right so Wait, let me check the youtube now because <laughs> these these i mean so that's the thing right like if that yeah, is what is interesting yeah i didn't yeah. miss it at all then yeah and that's the thing you yeah. have to promote all the teams correctly yeah and let's speak a bit more about monolo shlok shall we uh, things that uh, other coaches in india uh, and other teams in india should take from this man and in in a way what sandeep just mentioned how he's improved the indian players and how important the importance he gives for the indian players because he knows at the end of the day you can have only four foreigners on the field rest of your team has to be run by the indians and that is something that manolo has understood pretty well and is doing a good job at hyderabad so things that other teams and other coaches should look for when they look at hyderabad fc as a case study most definitely because again um what we see on social media discourses you know a lot of former coaches pundits or anybody who is in the bubble or has been in the bubble they keep going oh we see a lot of goals because we've gone down from five foreigners to four foreigners Great. but at the same time they're also ignoring the fact that people like manolo have done a great job with their indians and now there's a shared team responsibility in how they play it not only does it help the indians in growing their game but it also reduces some responsibility of, of the foreigners because as it stands your starting foreigners they are expected to put in a shift day in day out you know two uh, two fixtures in a week and they are expected to perform you know out of the 20 games they'll play at least 15 you know they should be having a decent outing for them to even be retained next year or so on when you elevate your indians to that level not even close to the foreigners but at least okay you know he's going to come back defend he's going to help out that's eases some pressure of them less injuries less mental pressure and so on and it's great so I I think you know that along with how the Hyderabad board has managed to retain a lot of their good players you know they gave Sana a new contract and you know I think even Akash also so they're planning to build a core and they are like doing that really really well they're they've got their you know vision straight for this so it's it's all deserved deserved for Manolo Marquez you spoke about elevation and another team that has elevated its performance uh, from when you compare it to the last season are the champions Mumbai City FC last year shlok you have a different point of view i know that last year they were lucky is what you say to do that yeah. double but this time around it doesn't seem like it seems yeah, so yeah i don't agree with that yeah uh, yeah you need to have a luck to win also so. yeah. yeah 
this time around, Des Buckingham coming in, things look much more sturdier, much more certain in the way Mumbai Mumbai is playing. Four matches so far in the league for them. Beat BFC, a uh, romp, romp home against ATK Mohan Bagan. There's no other way of putting it. Uh, lost to Hyderabad, yes, a three-one loss to Hyderabad. That Sandeep was speaking about earlier. And then in their first match, they beat Goa. This team looks dangerous and something that you should be very proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, even if you mention whatever previous prediction I've given, wherever I've given, I I was like, okay, top four is going to be a little tough this season and all. But the way things are going. Um, one thing is that other teams have been exceptionally bad, which has kind of helped us. Like, no, no, I'm not even joking. Like, Goa and ATK MB were horrible in their games. I'm like, it's like, yeah, we played well, but like their press was all over the place. ATK MB went one man down at the 45th minute. And, you know, so it's also to do with the other team's form. But Des Buckingham is clearly doing way better than I expected. And I love that because um, what he's doing with these players is, you know, doing, I, th- I think he's doing better than Sergio. What, he did when he initially came. He's giving like good chances to everyone in the squad. Like you don't just get Apuya and then bench him, right? I feel bad for Rowland, but Apuya starting deservedly at this point. So, I mean, yeah, I amazing. I think going. tonight though, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to change that maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. Keep it Apuya now. Yeah, keep it Apuya. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, tonight's going to be very, very like telling in how good we really are because Jamshedpur has been great and unless right. they have like a horrible horrible game we'll have to fight like properly so, yep that match at 7.30pm but before we start talking about Jamshedpur Sandeep you spoke with Desh uh, and this episode was out uh, last week uh, one thing that stood out for me from that conversation was Desh realizing that he doesn't need to bring in a wholesale change to this team because this team is a winning team a team that has won the titles his only job was to elevate this team, to improve this team in the areas that this team needs improvement. How, how good was your conversation with Des Beckingham? Just 35 years old, guy who started coaching when he was just 18, 19, stopped his yeah, career yeah. at 18. 19, and uh, he's, he's here today as the youngest coach in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's a great great coach, great guy. Um, I really like his approach and how he has decided to go about whatever he was, whether he was training with New Zealand uh, age group teams, assistant manager, Melbourne City, uh, you know, all those teams. So, it's uh, pretty impressive in what he has achieved. And he is, right now, he's with the City Football Group, right? So, he's always going to get chances as well. Um, I like the fact that he wanted to learn more about the Indian culture um, or how what makes the players work and things. Uh, in the conversation we had, I had suggested a few things for him to read which I have been uh, told that he has started reading and ordered one of them. And that's a book he suggested everyone to read, I suppose. Every single conversation. Yeah, yeah, everybody can read it. Uh, it's just a good history to know. Uh, you know, Novi has written one book. Uh, this, right. There are a couple of others also. So, if anybody can uh, catch up and read those books, that would be great. But uh, nevertheless... You can he, the book's name once? Uh, I think it is... One is Kickoff by Shyam Sundar Ghosh. Uh, it's not... It's not very well written, I'll be very honest. Uh, there are a lot of editing errors and things, but some of the things that he has said, he's a little cynical also. All right. So, some of the things that he has said makes you think about the history and how we have shaped our own football over the years. And there is another, uh, I think he might be a historian. Uh, his name is Kaushik Pandopadhyay. Uh, he has written books, a uh, couple of them about uh, Bengal football and things. Those are interesting ones. Anyway, so, he just wanted to understand how it works. So, we, when he worked in New Zealand, he learned about their culture, got into this Maori side of things and figured out how the world works there. So, 
that's a good move obviously it's not the same because he is in a bubble here but hopefully in next couple of years when he is able to go out and uh, you know get back into the old so uh, home and away sort of format that will help him even more but even otherwise it will help him figure out what drives players from certain parts of the country right, right. and what are their uh, historically strong attributes if you are from mizoram or uh, you are good at uh, tadis and if you are from manipur you are probably very strong you know all those kind of uh, in, you know punjab players are also very strong you know these kind of stuff so me that will help him but he he has improved the team they press really really well they really pressed the atk and they just couldn't find a way out and uh, forced the uh, issues onto them that that second goal was a handball which we were making fun of because slok was slok is so pro vikram pratap singh and uh, see is, look look he is <laughs> he's president of he the vikram you know that he's successful okay but he has proven himself now okay yeah yeah so i i'm like that 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 is a blatant handball but i am not going to deny what no, the, the first goal the first goal at least Yeah, but that second goal was a great move, right? Like the whole build-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed yeah. it also. Right. Yeah. Rebound hit his arm. Like he can't really do much about it. So yeah. fair enough. Uh, sometimes the luck falls your way. Sometimes the other way. So yeah, yeah the penny falls your way. Yes, is a great coach. I think uh, they will. I have confidence that Mumbai will do reasonably be- well in the Champions League, much better than under Lovera because Lovera would have they just would have ran over yeah, that yeah, team. Yeah. All just those stop. other teams would have just destroyed them. <laughs> Now, one thing I really like about Des is also whenever uh, he's he's talking about pre-game or post-game, post-match or whatever, he always mentions how he's going to adapt to the opponent, and we can see that in the way he plays. You know, with BFC, uh, even though they restricted us doing that box on the right kind of thing, which I'd spoken about, um, you know, so so he found an alternate way to progress when it came to BFC, right? And I think that's going to happen in the ACL as well because Lobera what you have is somebody who's dead set in his ways. It works in the ACL, it's not going to work in the ACL, but Des I can clearly see him, you know, playing counter attacking football if that's what it takes to get points with that. And that's that's the best part because even if you have a good team you need to be extremely flexible and that's all around the world, you know, so Alex Ferguson did it, top top managers do it. So it's 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 a good approach to have. Well, uh, Des is someone Sandeep says is uh, very much interested about culture of football in the country, the culture of the country, and he's in, in in a city like Mumbai. Hopefully, going down the line, he stays with us, stays with stays with the team in Indian football, and then kind of gets an opportunity to explore what Mumbai city, Mumbai football, and the city of Mumbai is all about. Because can I ask, like, you live in Mumbai, you played in the divisions and all. What yeah. is Mumbai football right now? What is Mumbai football? That's a very good. We keep saying Mumbai football, Mumbai football, but I am looking at it and thinking not much is happening there. Uh, so not much is happening. I can I can assure you that not much is happening because uh, see, uh, unlike uh, I can compare it to Bangalore football because Bangalore is something that I've seen, and Mumbai is somewhere something that I've played played in. Mumbai football is the thing is the city is so wide widespread. Get, getting getting to the top division itself becomes a Uh, prob- uh, problem because I stay in this place called Kalyan and my team was in this place. Kalyan is not in Mumbai. Okay, let's get this very clear. You live. Yeah, it's not Mumbai, in Mumbai. Like, uh, okay, but if you if you allow me to make my point, then I yes, you'll yes. understand why, why why I'm trying to say this. Huh. I stay in this place called Kalyan. My team was in this place called Chambur. So traveling to Chambur every single day for training could ha- would become a pain. So because of which that so that is also reason to drop uh, reason behind dropouts. 
why people don't continue playing and then there is internal politics this and that and everything that involves and then you that's uh, the same everywhere no now if you are living not in denying, uh, not denying it. not denying living in let's say what is that place <laughs> ip itpl or somewhere and then you want to go to henno to play that's a long distance to travel but well. itpl but there, there were teams there are teams closer to itpl that play in the bdf right in, that's not the case I, in mumbai you you have you have teams in clusters in in bombay Yeah, certain yeah, places yeah, have teams yeah. that that's the problem yeah. it's not it's not spread across the country, across the country it's across the city hmm. so yeah. that that's one reason which i think is a reason why mumbai football hmm. tends to struggle when it comes to getting talent from across the city and then these clusters there are a few players who come up then uh, maharashtra santosh trophy team has not done pretty well over the years now that yeah. santosh trophy doesn't matter that's a different story but even in the past when it mattered the santosh trophy team has not done that well mumbai fc was an avenue air india was an avenue the shutdown of the institutional team that is that's actually that's according to me harmed uh, indian uh, bombay football a lot because mdfa most of the teams are the the top level teams are institutional teams you have your customs playing you have your rbi playing you have your bank teams playing so these institutional teams they don't see a reason why they should promote football because they know they can't go anywhere so there is a there is a ceiling to uh, to what they want to do with their football teams and that is what eventually happens that the team is pretty much sorted in itself there are a few teams say say kenkari this time around is going and playing in the i league but again kenkari is just one example you don't have many teams who are at least aspiring to go beyond your city football that aspiration itself is pretty much limited because of the constraints that these teams find themselves in and that that is what something that i i actually think is the problem with mumbai football so there was this another team called you mumbai fc something backed by rodis yeah, yeah, yeah. that wanted to come into the i league through the corporate entry that did not happen that could have been another avenue so lack of avenue is a problem here shlok uh, how, how is your experience being when it comes to mumbai mumbai football and looking at looking at teams in, in the city um yeah so covid has also been a big problem for mumbai football like earlier see it's it's i like the structure of it how you have four different leagues but then even the conditions in which the leagues are held is very contentious like you know fixture congestion and like you know if you don't have enough grounds and all so you can see that there is some sort of organization but it's it's terrible if you see like the intricacies of it you know it, it it looks good on paper at times because it's better compared to like maybe other states which just hold like one league for like one or two months and that's all like himachal or something like that you know but in this case you actually have even you even have like school football like mssa then you have your you know district state organizations which do things so i like that part about it but then it needs to get much better and then you hear about so many stories here and there about like you know somebody from vifa did this and then you know this club member did that he's involved there you know this is what's happening and man it's it's a mess at this point um there are some good institutions that navin mentioned but again then you look at you extrapolate that whole problem of there not being any money and you take it to all of indian football and then in the long term what is forget mumbai football what is an isl club going to do staying in this division if things stay the same there is no profit right you're just putting money in you're just putting money in and i mean that's one reason of why they don't want to be ambitious and go into the top divisions because they know they're going to lose much more money going there they don't have that much to begin with so i mean it's it's just like the entire state of the country at this point if you look at that but 
I feel like there is good, there are decent grassroots. Honestly, there's like a lot of clubs. You know, there's. Um, I was talking to some to try and get like a coaching opportunity before the second wave hit, and it seemed pretty good how they had setups like all the way from the academies to uh, second division, first division, elite super, and so on. But it it just doesn't you know really um, click as well with the top division and you know the I League two and all that. So that's another problem. Problems in plenty in uh, in Mumbai football, but that's not limited to Mumbai football alone. Mohan Bagan, ADK Mohan Bagan also has problems, and that's something that's come to fore, especially in the last week, where uh, they had that five-one loss to Mumbai just on the back of that three-nil win, uh, derby win, and then uh, they they went on to beat Kerala if I'm not wrong, they beat Kerala four-two. No, that was the first match. They lost to Jamshedpur two-one. Things yeah. not looking that well for Antonio Lopez Hapas, Sandeep. No, no. Um, it's actually, and to be fair, the two teams that they lost are the two best teams that we have seen in the league so far, at least in terms of getting results. So um, that part you have to give that leeway. But at the same time, Bagan was supposed to be one of the favorites. I wonder, and I just wonder, whether uh, all the players that they have, you know, the, all the boomers and everyone, is sort of restricted by the defensive mindset that Haba starts with. Uh, although they do have the ability to score a lot of goals, I do wonder about that. You can ask uh, Slok about the tactical bit of it. I'm just wondering from a um, emotional point of view, that could be one of them. And uh, when they are actually pressed properly, and Mumbai pressed them properly, there is it's one thing for everyone to just run around helter skelter. It's another thing to press properly, and Mumbai did that. And they just didn't have the quality to get the ball out of the back. You know, they they're playing. Uh, Terry is not playing right. Yeah, so that's no. causing a problem. Yeah. Uh, their centre backs are not at that level where uh, you can trust all of them to do the right job all the time. So that's causing an issue as well. They were a little unlucky also with the handball goal. There was a couple of uh, probably um, offside call. Or no, they got two offside goals to them. One in Kins Kerala and uh, one in the last game. But oh, okay, uh, okay. They missed a couple of handballs in the last game. I think one handball at least could have been given. But they got the, the offside goal, so we'll just talk that out. It's yeah. cancelled itself out. But yeah, and the teams like Jamshedpur, right? They are telling ATK to like you keep the ball, you do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And they can't do. They can't do much. <laughs> Bumu is stuck because they have a very Jamshedpur sits really really tight. There's not much space. Yeah. Bumu is stuck. Liston is forced to be out wide. He can't come in to cause damage. Williams is not starting. Krishna needs space to run in behind to be at his uh, absolute best. So, uh, yeah, when you play, there are a lot of teams who can play anti-football in this uh, league. And uh, that's going to cause a lot of problems for teams who play anti-football like them. <laughs> like <laughs> And people like Goa, who wants to play expansive football but can't. So, But the tactical side, I think, slope will be much better. So, than... so just play anti-football at the end of the day. because Yeah, is, dude, I love it. Great, like... LC Champions League <laughs> yeah. in 2012. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. something that Rahul spoke uh, is also speaking about like Habas's tactics are evolving while others are evolving. But before we, before we get to talking tactics, Shlok, let me ask you this. Habas has been one of the successful coaches in, in in the ISL era of Indian football, right? Especially with uh, first with ADK, then now ADK Mohan Bagan. He's been really good. But there is it time for him to move on, or is it time for the club to move on and look for something, someone who can like take this team forward? Because 
this could probably the best that habbas could give you um so i don't want to be reactionary and just say like oh he's all shit and all at this point but at the same time he's not done well honestly man he's like last season as well he bottled the league it was in his hands in the end he bottled it could have won the finals bottled it so i i think with the players that they have i really think they should be going with somebody who should be playing like a more attractive brand of football and when it comes to habas man again about that whole the identity in the team is missing there is no soul in that team you know like a lot of other teams you can see how like the players are with each other maybe it's like just a media trick and you see more often of the other teams i don't know yeah because like you see goa mumbai hyderabad you know even odisha to an extent they're always posting about their players like oh look you know they did this together they did that together never see this about atk mohan bagan at all that could be just bad social media yeah yeah pretty bad I mean, could be pretty bad could be and it's could it's okay okay but like interestingly do you think <laughs> agreed man agreed though like but do you think do you think it was no a poor foreigners rule cuz cuz again they were like carried by krishna last season right and now you have one less foreigner and i mean okay okay answer this like how many indians really got better under habas apart from suicide it is boss one season and he's on the bench now and he's on the bench yeah. now so i i really don't think yeah he, i don't think he gives those opportunities as much listen still is a work in progress sumitrathi for one season again then benched yeah exactly so he's buying all these players you bought ashutosh mehta you're not playing him you're playing fucking manveer singh at right wing back i don't know what that's about i get that you want him manveer in goal as he He scored a lot of goals. I mean, lot. In I mean, they were, they were lucky. Too. Lot of goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lot. One of the better Indian attackers in terms of goal returns. Probably, yeah. But could yeah. be because he played with Bumu and uh, plays with Bumu now and with Krishna before, you know. Krishna and Vijay. So I think that's actually come back to haunt him. I don't understand the decision behind not starting Thiri. Like you have a proper ball playing centre back. Why are you playing McHugh? He's a good guy, but play him in midfield instead, right? <laughs> Like good player, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. Shadi kar lo, yeah. He's a good guy, yeah. Now, nah, but this whole upgrading on Indian things has flopped miserably, man. I don't think any one of them has put in a good shift. Like, Subhashish was trash. Amrinder, I'm glad we let him go. Uh, you know. ियर Good guy, Moon 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 Moon
I mean, no, like, I just remember Sandeep said that, you know, he lost against one, two of the best teams in the league at the moment. But he also won against two of the worst teams. So, you know, like, I think... I, Point taken. I think it takes, like, a result against a mid-table team to really seal the... But who is the mid-table team? I can't figure it out. There are some, <laughs> yeah. some teams who are winning, you know, yeah. By the looks of it, Goa could Odisha, be... Odisha would be, like, a good challenge, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Odisha has been a fine team this time. Yeah. No, I mean I have a problem with all of the teams and how they defend set pieces. Like my God. Yeah. yeah. My set piece league. I mean, uh, someone said a breakdown of the number of goals conceded. Apparently, he said it's about one third of the goals, right? That's the round yeah, goal. Yeah. Of the yep. He said it's around the same, but it just looks so much worse. I just have to. I haven't done this, but I want to know how much is. If that is just from direct set piece, because set piece doesn't end when you just hit the ball here. Right? You have to mm-hmm. make sure that right, the attack right. is yeah. it could be that sustainable. Mangalore FC under the last full season with Carl Carles had 60 odd percentage of goals from set pieces or uh, key sustaining the set piece. That's 60 odd is crazy, man. Yeah, but that was a conscious effort, right? There's something that Carles Yeah, that is a conscious effort. effort. I mean, it's what got them to the semi finals. Right. Uh, if you are going to concede, not score from open play, you have to find other ways. But now everybody is conceding. Like what? But yeah. the recent ball goal was spectacular. That check uh, volley that he hit. But yeah. yeah. Oh. The rest of it well, was. <laughs> think there have been some changes in the ICL, but one thing that hasn't changed is uh, the officiating situation in the like, league. There have been mistakes. There have been glaring errors, if I may say so. Uh, and one of our listeners, Ashu, just popped up a question a while ago. <laughs> this is the question. I, no, even this is not the question. I'm looking at. I don't yeah, there you go. Thoughts on referee's hesitation to book Chetri. He's speaking about the Hyderabad game and saw too many times. Yes. It happened too many times this season. Uh, who wants to answer this? How do you want to? Five it? times. I can't. I'll just. I'll. I'll just say one thing. Five times he gives shit challenges against Mumbai. Then you will book in the seventy-fifth minute. Apoya got tackled a lot, right? In that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By him, by Ashik, by everyone. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that was a tactic only, I guess. But yeah, we look. Um, Navin, you read the article that I wrote about referees, which is still not published, right? But I read it. Yeah, but I'm because I feel like uh, we need to add more to it because it's okay. a pretty, it's a, actually an empathetic copy to us referees. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to say that ahead of time. But the point is, uh, yeah, sometimes the bigger players they're just a little reluctant to caution them, and uh, it's not right. But there have been, but I think this has also been made bigger than it is also a little bit, because there have been really shit challenges that have not been punished from other players also. It's just that uh, right now Chetri is not doing well; he's an easy target, and all the other uh, fans or uh, pundits or whoever, not pundits never ask for a yellow card, but you know all the other whatever people talking on Twitter and all, they just feel like uh, he is getting a lot of leeway with these kind of challenges, but. I guess if you keep talking about it, eventually he will start getting it also. So it's not like the referees don't listen to what people are saying. They do. They don't talk about it because they are not allowed to talk to the media or anything. But they do listen. It's just part of the course. Mm-hmm. Shlok, how do you look at this? Like 
if i may say so the regressing level of officiating in indian football no, it, it is not just in the isl yeah it's it's across it's across indian football and the first thing that people call for is var and according to me var is not the solution no. for this no you don't need var you can we can't afford var and it's not going to help because i mean you you'll get fine you'll get a replay okay maybe 50% of the things you can change will be changed but you know your inherent um, this thing of assessing the whole situation that's like the referee knowledge that we talk about that's not changed right so even then and and also again var is something that you can call upon sometimes you know your potential handballs and this and that you can't keep calling var all the time it's not a one size fits all solution what we need is better officiating to begin with and then maybe we can go on to var so again referee training i don't know maybe if an extra uh, referee you know behind the goal line would help uh, maybe maybe that might help the at least with the penalties i think that would help whether there was a foul in the box whether there was a handball uh but i certainly don't think var is a good solution at this point yeah absolutely i honestly from my end i have sympathies to the referees because yeah. uh, they don't have the leeway of watching 15 different replays in ultra slow motion they have to see it in one shot there exactly, have been some glaring yeah. glaring mistakes uh, i'm not saying there has not been but generally nobody helps them also right the entire team in uh, foreigners or whoever are in like hell bent on influencing the referees to get a card to the other person plus there is in in a country like india there are people who speak hindi tamil telugu kannada uh, northeastern languages bengali punjabi whatever but the referee may not know all these languages so sometimes when he's communicating it's different that i have seen instances in the locations where the people have lost it because the referee said something and they heard something else or inferred something else so all of these are problems that referees are facing and some managers and uh, all of those people also players also need to take uh, keep up to, up to date with how the rules are changing right. they're a very easy target yeah and for example that yeah. this is a wrong from the referee because the chetri penalty the first one should have been a retake because offensive and yeah. defensive were encroached yeah yeah but the referee saw only clayton encroached yeah. in which case it is actually a free kick right so he is wrong in that it's actually both and cross so it should be a retake but he yeah. only saw clayton and uh, that should have, that's the right decision that he has given from what he saw but everyone uh, what i saw was like it had to be a retake anyway but that's not the case there are uh, multiple things like i can push you a little bit when you're on the ground and yeah. it's not a foul but if you're in the air i push you it's a foul it could yeah. the same action but it's because you're in the air it's given as a foul so all these small small things people have to make sure that they understand the nuances and i only got to know all this because i sat and watched uh, a bunch of games with a referee recently uh, ex referee uh, in from bdfa and he was explaining what are the things which is why i was writing that article i was just talking to him about various things and when you watch it from their eyes it's a whole other uh, perspective so let's uh, yeah i'll i'll and i won't go too harsh on the referees but yeah some mistakes yeah. have been very uh, i mean we also have that privilege of a camera that is above everyone they have to mm-hmm. deal with it like this right so if there's literally a player in front of me or even obscuring like the incident it's hard for me to take a call so you know sure you have your assistant referees on the side but even in the heat of the moment it's it's difficult 
But to be fair, again, referees have made a lot of errors. So it's not yeah, like yeah. they have. Absolutely. The referees have made a lot of errors. And like what Shlok said, it's the referee knowledge. And that comes only from experience by officiating more Marcus and more. Marcus going on a bender. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Just lost I need to read this shit. <laughs> That's the only job. <laughs> yeah. Coming, coming back to what I was saying, the referee knowledge comes only through experience. And because the system in India is so where there are no many matches, the referees also tend to get uh, like are hurt by it because you don't have enough uh, high pressure matches to officiate. It. These matches tend to teach them. Unless you put unless you uh, put put in a high pressure situation, you don't you won't know how to handle such situations. And because of which such problems prop, crop in when now today the ISL has so many cameras, so many angles viewing it. So you you will know like okay this was this was a wrong decision or that's a wrong decision. Until a few years back in the I League, no one knew anything. These were the same referees there, and how many? How many of us knew like the the mistakes were such high in numbers back then? There were there were some glaring mistakes which we always pointed out, but yeah. minute details, things like that, that today we speak about or today Twitter goes whole kaga about it. It's only because you and me have the luxury of having those many cameras viewing this match in the ISL. Which the referees don't have, but if the referee, if the officiating standard in the country has to improve, these people need to officiate more matches, and that is not happening because there aren't enough Let matches. Me, this is okay. I'll tell you the story here only. Uh, essentially, look at a referee from Karnataka. Right? So referees have five categories. Right. So one, two, five. So one, two, three is done by a state association. Four is done by AFF. Five is a FIFA referee. So that's how they go up the ranks. So when you go, you start doing matches. And uh, in the Super Division in Bangalore, you get around uh, less than 300 rupees. Uh, in uh, Kerala Premier League, I think you get 500 rupees for the game. Um, in the I-League I and ISL also, I, presumably, I'm not really sure exactly how much ISL gives. But uh, I-League, if you do, you get 3,000 rupees plus TADA for the game, match day minus one and plus one. So, you get around 10 grand, uh, less, less than 10 grand, around 8,000, 9,000 you get for that one game. In which uh, AIFF will take care of your travel. Right. But uh, you have to get to the airport and uh, from your house to the airport and at the return. So, they'll just take care of the flight ticket or the train ticket or whatever. Hmm. So, um, if, you are, if you are a referee who's coaching, uh, who's, let's say, Kerala is training, he gets 500 bucks. He has to go from, say, Kottayam to Trivandrum to do this. And uh, he gets uh, very little TA. So, he goes there, does the match, comes back. He's not earned anything much. So, all of these guys have a second job. So, um, that is what keeps them actually alive at the situation. So, if you are from a state like uh, Mizoram, Manipur, uh, Karnataka, Goa, where there is a lot of games happening, then they get to make money because these referees in, in Karnataka, for example, they'll play to the women's league, uh, all the both divisions, uh, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, and Super Division men's football, uh, amateur league, the uh, other short leagues, corporate tournaments that are uh, they ask for referees from KSFA, they give them. So, all of this together, they make money. But still not enough to live off of, so they have to find another job. So we need to also, and AFF has a panel of elite referees which are less than 10, who have a job for 11 months. Their contract is for 11 months. So in that time, you have to be fit all the time. So AFF can call you anytime to do the match and at least you have a steady income coming in. I don't remember the money, but maybe 40,000 per month or something. I don't know. I Don't uh, quote me on that number. So that's the money they get. So then uh, you have to ensure that you are fit and everything. And at the end of the 11th month, you may or may not get the next thing. 
next year's deal so a lot of them do do not get it some of them do and anyways only a handful of referees are there in that panel in the first place and these national leagues are happening for a period of 3 or 4 months mm-hmm. so if you are an i league referee you do i league matches you make decent money for 3 months and then you have nothing unless you are doing from a state which has a vibrant league to play if you are in imagine if you are in rajasthan or in madhya pradesh where there is no football happening how are you ever going to improve goa gets paid a little more than karnataka because their football this thing is a little higher uh, infrastructure and their culture is a little higher so these are all problems that the referees have to deal with to get to to make sure that they are in the fourth category four and a, a national referee and then go on to international referee so it's not an easy job even if you are part of that elite panel it's still not an easy job um, in fact you remember the referee santosh kumar that uh, kerala referee he retired last year he is still driving an auto he drove auto through his whole career he is still driving an auto and he has a knee injury which he had never been able to take care of so he's finally getting it done now because there is a hospital who was doing some free surgeries for some anniversary thing so he's one of them so he's getting his knee operated now uh, aff do take care of uh, insurance during the season so we can't blame that on aff so yeah so i'm just giving you an this thing of uh, what the referees actually go through it's a very thankless job plus you get abused and uh, i've heard stories of the referees not wanting to give tickets to their children and wife and family yeah because they will get abused in the stadium by huge crowds so they don't want their children to hear their father get abused at the place of work absolutely it's not an easy life for them also i'm just giving that person yeah it is a thank- thankless job and it's time that we cut some slack and get back to talking about the teams in the isl and their performance uh, we get back to east bengal uh, a 3-0 loss to goa a 3-4 loss to goa recently and then a derby loss before that they drew against jamshedpur and that high scoring match against odisha shlok uh, this team it ha- it's giving you everything and like what's happening with this team this time mm musty season dude it's just <laughs> messing around yeah grand musty kai do grand musty yeah i don't I don't know. Like, see, they're not. I don't think they're going to be anywhere like close to mid-table the way things are going. But I mean, what what can I say, dude? It's there's a mess everywhere. Like, you know, the Indians. I don't know why Vikas Shyro was still playing. Hiramondal is clearly better now. He's now he's playing, so that's okay. good. I thought so, he was asked why is Vikas Shyro playing. <laughs> yeah, in general, also, how is he still playing in the ISL, dude? Like, is he is like as old as Chetri, man? Shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's I I don't know what to say. Like, okay, th- th- they've they've got a good crop of Indians, better crop of Indians than last season. But there's still like so many questions. Um, I think very recently the fans realized that Chima is like somebody who likes to sit in the box and not actually create as much play. So now they've got that problem that if you play Chima, who's your creator? What do you Jackie mean they didn't recently realized? The fans. Huh? Yeah. yeah what do you mean by that? because at the start they acted like he was some complete goal scorer who's going to just bag everything for their team and now they're like oh he sits in the box okay like this is just based on whatever my whatever i see on group <laughs> i mean yeah no like i don't know if it's like some way of defending him or what but you know it seems like they're like oh okay and then perosovic has to start next to him or whatever but I I don't know what else to say man it's just everything's been all over the place you're playing Raju Gaikwad as your starting center back what do you expect to so Raju Raju Gaikwad should be one of the can I say that Perosovic is gold 
he hit that half volley with the ball on the rise to control that's a great shot i mean that's a goal of the season by far that's i like perosa he's he's good he's he's yeah, good technique player. is unbelievable and then he touched the ball and it went into his own net unfortunately ah yeah yeah, yeah. that was unlucky that's like ashik man there's nothing really to talk about i think east bengal is better than last year i think the coach is also better than fowler um Chima is a handful. Whatever, wherever he might be, you know, in the box, outside the box, he is a handful yeah. because he is a absolute uh, physical monster. So he can push people around, and you know, really strong guy. So that way, he is really good. But Indian players, again, you come back to the same thing. If you make a team in the last two weeks of the season, already the best ones are taken, and some of the ones better ones that you get are the ones that other clubs don't want. So you know all those kind of situations yeah. will arise, and I think the coach did say that our team quality is not great. I'm not sure. I saw it somewhere. Someone saying that he did. If he did, kudos to him. He is also saying the truth. So yeah, it's uh, tough to think. Next year, what will happen? If three months they said they are not going to continue, so what are you going to do? How may how long can you keep asking uh, Didi to hold this fort up? You have to sort of figure yeah. your own, get your house in order. because the fans deserve better right absolutely that though that fan base deserves better yeah i mean it, if this was going to be their uh, situation they would have better off playing in i league because they would have won that league at least yeah, yeah. potentially challenge i'm not saying one potentially challenge to win that league at least here they are just at the bottom and uh, yeah it's not good so this limbo yeah all right that about east bengal moving on the next team we speak about is fc goa a team that <laughs> started with a lot of excitement guy listen okay i've been listening to arco go off in the pre hey can you put so arco's comments on the on the screen it's just too funny so the win duran cup you don't know how nice it is to see them right now best in the nation i'm genuinely thinking why isn't moirang playing dude it's crazy What is Navin doing? Just start. All right. Yeah. We start by talking about FC Goa, guys. Uh, started a team that started as a neutral's favorite going into the season, along with all the FC Goa fans' favorite. Not the start that the team hoped for. Loss after loss after loss before finally winning a match <laughs> against East Bengal. Uh, Shlok, let me come to you. What's wrong with this team, or is there anything wrong with this team? Yeah, there's certainly something wrong with this team. I think Brandon's out injured. That's one big problem. Um, they've got clowns as Indian centre back. That's the second problem. Uh, so, not nah, like look, dude, you're gonna concede three from East Bengal if you start bloody Mohammad Ali and Ivan Dolling in centre back. And I feel bad for them. Like, okay, I know, like Amrit and Sawik and all might be hearing this at some point. So, I mean, whatever. But. <laughs> I mean, there's Romario on the right. I mean, they would expect so, nothing better from you. Okay, let's be very honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's crazy how like one player going out can make such a difference. Because again, as I don't know, Marcus or somebody said he's like a fifth foreigner. But at the same time, I think they've been found out, and that's also something that has been you know part of the discourse. Like you said, anti-football. You know you. Like these teams are literally set up to play against teams like Goa. The only person in their backline who can head the ball is Dylan Fox, right? And you, if you have somebody like Valskis and Greg Stewart in the front line, then it's you. You see like one very clear option of how Jamshedpur will progress. So I think that's what they're struggling with. I 
they shouldn't be at the bottom of the table. I want them to, but um, it's like they'll get better. But but it's pretty fun seeing how things are going. Like, yeah, yeah. Shloki is acknowledging one of the comments. <laughs> Yes. Sandeep, what about you? How, how do you look at FC Goa this time around? So, FC Goa, I, I, again, I'm not going to go to the tactical side of things because I think that is Slok's uh, area of domination, so I'm not going to go there. But from a perspective of... The, the team looks short on confidence, there is no doubt. It seems like some of them are not really doing the job that has been assigned to them. It feels that way at least because there is a little bit of... That intensity that we are used to with uh, Fernando's team is not there. The coach himself does, did not celebrate any of the goals. He just looks a uh, little despondent on the sidelines. And that's very hard to see. And you, you, and like in that, if you are in the tactical system and if you are going to play, you have to be 100% on, right? And if you're not on, they're going to have these problems because last year, whatever said and done, um, Angulo was going to score. Like he's 100% going to score goals, and if you give him three chances, he'll score you at least one goal. At least one he'll score. So that that chance is not there now. Ayram is sort of going into the team. We'll we have to see how good he is. I think he scored one goal, but we don't know much about him. So that's going to be a really interesting change. But yeah, I just think Brandon uh, Srichand keeps asking here about Brandon's injury. He's not ready to come back. At least in the next couple of games, he will not be back. It's going to take a while. And without him, there's really short of quality in the final third. There's only Nogera who is really able to do something. There was a lot of talk about Nemil. Uh, he's not played as much, again, coming back from injury. So, time for them. Maybe they turn the corner, but again, they had a tough run-up also. They played Mumbai, they played uh, Jamshedpur. Who did they play after that? Uh, Northeast. Northeast and then EB. Easy ball from Kamara. You don't expect that to happen every week. But yeah, they had a tough run-up. I don't know if they turned the corner. It's going to be really difficult. So, um, yeah, I mean, they'll just have to figure out a way to get the goals. I mean, uh, Sam Christie has just mentioned, you know, that Pandita and Angulo mm-hmm. won points last season, which is absolutely true. Although I don't yeah. rate Pandita as highly as a lot of others do. But he got them those winners in the last minutes. And which is not coming now. And Angulo got 13 goals last year, which again is not coming now. But their set-piece deficiencies continue to be there also. So, yes. I mean, it's it's also to do with the, how their squad is distributed. Like, every year, okay, I, I get that they don't chop and change as much. But, you know, they they lost Koro. They went with Angulo. Angulo, you know, fortunately for them, he, he adapted very quickly to the league and he was able to score. Iram, I'm not going to say anything about his quality because I'm sure they must have done their scouting and he's a decent player. But again, you look at all the settling time in a bubble and all. So, if you're going to keep changing players like that, you know, even though you're on a budget, it's going to, you know, it's going to have an impact on your team. That and uh, just the way the system is set up, I feel like it gets very one-dimensional at times. Like, you have Ortiz who can play as a striker, but is he really like very efficient as a striker because I don't feel like he has that. No, he's a dribbler, not a not exactly. A yeah, so you need him on the left wing, right? So that's one constraint you have to deal with. Bedia again, I don't think he can play as a number eight or a number ten anymore. He's okay as a number six. Like he's good as a number six, but again, I don't think he's shown his best yet. 
Nogueira seems like the only player who can actually play in the double pivot and upper head. So you you don't have as much versatility with the foreigners, which also kind of forces you into playing one type of system. If you're playing Ortiz, you need to play a fullback that goes up because you need to make that space for him. So you know you're effectively restricting yourself from even playing a different brand of football if needs be. So I think that's also one of the problems that they're facing. The way the squad is distributed. Like look look at someone like Sevilla Gama, right? I I believe he's starting because he's good positionally and all. But you look at his physical attributes. You know he'll he'll really struggle against a winger who's very strong and bulky. You know, he'll be shoved aside. So in that sense, you know, you look at how much flexibility do they have. I don't think there's much. And Glan also, his form has gone down. He's making a lot of poor passes. Uh, last yeah. year, we were talking about how he could. He's this all-action midfielder. This year, uh, we've been very poor. So that's what I was saying. Some of the players in the system playing also is not playing properly. So that's affecting them. But again, that's a form thing. Every team goes through that. So. Anwar Ali is not playing because uh, Anwar Ali is uh, signed. He'll come only in January. Yeah, he'll be there January signing. So, push that he could play. Another team moving on to the next team in the league, uh, Odisha FC. Things look good for them this time around, right? Uh, Sandeep, uh, wins under their belt, goals under their belt, players who, who are playing the way the coach wants them to play. How do you look at uh, Odisha FC in the season of the ISL? I like them. They are an entertaining team to watch. Uh, with they have Aridai and Javi and Jonathan's. You know, they'll all score goals. But they are also suspect defensively. You can't keep having these uh, 3-1, 6-4, 1-2. I mean, 1-2 is still okay. The 6-4 kind of ding-dong battles. Their Indian centre-backs will get exposed against uh, tougher oppositions because you considered 4 against East Bengal. And you are basically going for... It's like they couldn't shut shop. Like, you know, you are, you are ahead. You just see off the last yeah. 10 minutes. No, they are just, again, unable to do that. They concede one, so they have to go for one. And then they'll... Concede one, they have to again go for one. So this uh, stand and trade in the box in the pocket. It's like you score, I score battle. Yeah, 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 it's like boxing. It's like like you're in the pocket and throw. You hit, and I have to get the take the punch to land the punch type of a thing. You can't uh, keep keep doing that actually. But yeah, entertaining team. They have really improved. Uh, I like Vinitra. I think Vinitra has matured a little more this year. He has played quite well. But they need more goals from Indians. That that's also a major concern right. for them. They're extremely true. focused on uh, the three foreigners that I mentioned, especially yeah. Harvey. He's had a great season, so great start. Yeah. Uh, that free kick, I agree with Mace. It went uh, all of us do on the bar. It went on the side of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Shlok, three matches for Odisha yeah. so far. They began with a loss to Kerala. No, they ended with. The latest match was a loss to Kerala, but before that, uh, a 6-4 result against East Bengal. And then they beat Bengaluru FC 3-1. Uh, yeah. So far, so good. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the more underrated teams this season. Uh, definitely working a lot uh, better than they were last season. I think the Kerala game is nothing but a blip for them. You know, they will they will be better than this. I think they will even be contending for top four the way their squad is set up. Really good set of foreigners. Um, fullbacks, I you know, Thara's doing better than he used to do at Kerala, I believe. And Thara's again, very good, man. Yep. Thara's actually very good. Yeah, yeah, I've re- I've been rating him from like 18, 19 or something. Man. Mizal also, he was good. 
Yeah, you all, you all people like I've been watching him so much. Yes, yeah, so you were born in 2018 or something, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ISL, ISL guy, man. <laughs> no, but even even Who this uh, Isaac guy. <laughs> Isaac, Isaac. I don't know how you the the one with the. That is Isaac and Isaac. Isaac. Okay, the, yeah. One with the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 really good as well. So, I mean, that uh, Thoyba is also very good. Yeah, exactly. They've got a really good crop of players. Apart from like the the glaring problem seems to be an Indian centre back where you have to compromise with the God of Bora. But no, like, <laughs> what do I say, man? <laughs> so, so Rodas and Mo- Victor Mongol seem to be like set starters in the squad at the point. Yeah, and Arida is good. Javi is good. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, amazed footballs in Odisha FC. Let's go to one of the a team with the biggest fan base in the country, Kerala Blasters. Shlom, do you want to start with them? Start <laughs> four matches. Four matches. Let me just read out a draw against BFC. Lost to uh, they beat Odisha. Draw against Northeast United and that opening match a four-two loss to ATK Mohan Bagan. Well, Kerala Blasters. Shlom. I love this game, <laughs> man. It's it's fun how the narrative changes like every time something happens, right? Like you're you're looking at during cup, they were like, oh, it's just a preseason tournament. You know, they mess that up. They come to ISL, they lose, they draw, whatever, and then they're like, oh yeah, we, you know, I I I'm just wondering at what point do they start asking questions that are relevant to the management to whatever? Because I'm sorry, like I I should be talking about on the pitch stuff and tactics and all, but like the off the pitch drama is so much better because you know. You have like these journalists who are trying to tell you about your team. They're like, okay, you know, this is something that's going wrong in the boardroom. And then the fans gang up and then start to crucify those journalists instead of asking the questions they should. And I, I, I don't know, like even squad composition, why would you sign Chencho, uh, Jorge Pereira and uh, Alvaro Vasquez and not have a foreign begging, Please play Chencho, he's our superstar. Bhutan, man, don't be racist like Arco. Huh? Okay. Bhutan, Bhutan, not Nepal. Oh, sorry, Bhutan. Oh. Yeah, man. Arko only. No, but like, what do you expect then? Like, do you expect Jackson to hold the fort down by himself? He, he's not like this anchor man, you know, he's not going to put in all those challenges. He's more of a passer. So then you're starting Purtia and uh, Ayush Adhikari next to him, who are also like more closer to passing than defensive robustness. So, uh, this questions over how the squad was built and who built it, really. Uh, I don't think anywhere above bottom <laughs> table is where they land up this season. That's your hot take. So, yeah. That's Shlok's hot take. Anywhere, nowhere above the <laughs> bottom three is what he says. Shlok, uh, Sandeep, how do you look oh, at this great. team? This, this is a team that's crazy. always had problems. Every single season. They try to bring in, bring in a change. They try to do something different. Oh, wait, wait, can, I, can I just address like this one comment? Oh, yeah. Which one, which one do you want to The coach has clearly nice explained why those three were what. Go on. Okay, so I, I remember that. I remember when he said that and his whole thing was, oh, if you want to go chase a game, you know, we would want to bring in like a foreign attacker instead of a foreign midfielder or something. But here's the thing. Like, why why do you think you will be chasing a game? Is that is that you saying that you will be in a losing or drawing position most of the time? And what happens to when you're in a winning position and you want to close the game down, you want to run the time out. 
don't you want a foreign midfielder or a foreign defender at that point of time? So where is the balance? Why is it you trying to play keep up or you trying to outscore the opposition rather than you trying to solidify your own game? So I I just don't understand that. And yeah, in the rest of those, I'm just not even. Well, mentality, like the way people perceive it, the the way coaches perceiving is what Shlok thinks is is the problem with the, with the team, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you can say that. I mean, that's a, that's very heavy-handed, but yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Sandeep, bringing bringing the same question to you uh, about Kerala Blasters, a team that chops and changes every single season, but results don't seem to go their way, even this time around. I mean, they won the last game, and uh, they played uh, against ATK Mohan Bagan in the first game. So and BSC they drew. So I, I mean, I'm not good. So look, I've gone hammer and tongs on Kerala Blasters a lot, but based on the last single game and based on the Slokes thing, I think I'll push back a little bit and say that look, Luna Luna is a great player. He's good. He's really good. He's yeah. very very good. And now the idea should be to get that fellow on the ball in transition as much as possible, right? Because he is going to cause a lot of damage, and he did that also. And last game they played really well. To be completely honest, look, you have to admit to this also. They played really well. They pressed really hard. Their intensity was there. And to be fair, they played that way for the majority of the games. Unlike BSC, who could sustain only one half, or Mumbai also, who did that for one half of uh, against uh, Mohan Bagan. Admittedly, Mumbai didn't need to do it in the second half because they were already out of sight. Yeah. But at the at the same time, they managed to do that for the full thing and get the uh, get the victory there. Again, is this a point where the uh, results turned for them? We don't know because you've seen far too many false downs also, and uh, they play well out wide. Uh, someone mentioned Vinci. Vinci is great. Uh, Vinci had a great season last year with Gokulam also. And he's come up to ISL. He has done well uh, in the limited time that we have seen him. But again, it comes back to numbers. How many goals are you scoring? How many assists are you making? How many correct crosses? Like two years ago, I remember it's a funny story. Uh, Elko put up the tweet saying the most number of crosses that done in the season is by Kerala somewhere in the middle of the season. And that day I was jobless, so I decided to retweet saying, "What is the point of?" Putting all the crosses if it's not landing on our players' head or feet, and then he deleted the tweet. So stats can be used in uh, ways to make it look good and otherwise also. But having said all this, Blasters need to get a run of at least three games of victories on the trot, or three in four, or something before we say okay, this team has turned the corner. But I, I think they're just going to rely on set pieces. Uh, and Luna has Luna is the he is the man. Sahal, we saw some highlight clips. I was watching today morning some highlight clips. Sahal dribbles three, four people. Then he misspasses or loses the ball. Hmm. Yeah, that's the point. Right. Been the case for three years now. Yeah, and uh, this fellow also uh, Prashant. I liked his uh, celebration about the phone and kicking it and all. Great. Uh, yeah, what did he do? I didn't catch he it. He like... did this and then just kicked it. Like uh, as against us people, I kicked yeah. the basket also here in, yeah. <laughs> in, re- in reenacting that. But I really <laughs> like. It. I was like, yeah, if you if this fires you up and you can do continue to uh, shut your critics up, great for you. Uh, it's great for the club also, and yeah, it feels. I hope they turn the corner. That's all I can say. I, 
no great uh, hopes as such but i hope that all that all of us are having for the team because that team the fan base at least deserves a squad that will give them the results because i am ready to take over as td i'm telling you ಶರದ್ರೀ but i really do want them to get to the top 4 if at least if they do well this year let's say they challenge for the top floor and fail 5 6 or somewhere they finish and then they keep the coach they keep the most of the core players and then go into the next season and uh, then we will see then we will be more happy that oh this team finally has found the idea that this is the coach this is the yeah. team that we have our core players uh, you know we are not relying on one or two at the moment if you look at the indian players you will say sahal is the only one they'll hold on to prashant also probably but otherwise you don't know who their core that spine of the team is right because spine changes every year so hopefully mm-hmm. they can do that have a long term plan i like i do like this coach a very honest uh, well spoken coach and he seems to have a lot of good ideas like everybody in this league is now pressing and uh, i like to see that also so kudos to you let's see let's see uh, what they can do i really want them to do well just just so that the fan base can have something to really say right right we might be having a lot of fun talking about them right now but we we really want this team to do well because like sandeep mentioned the fan base deserves a bit more than what the team is providing them with right now well on that note let's move on to the next team from south india chennai nfc three matches so far sandeep uh, a draw against east bengal a win against north east united and hyderabad a team a coach uh, who's come in with a lot of ideas uh, and there's always expectations riding high when chennai and fc play the isl right two time champions and the manner in which they always go about their business is something that's always excited you hit and miss team no they are but really well hit team so when they hit it they hit it really far out of the park and a uh, couple of times when they didn't hit it they struggled but even then this is a team who will uh, lose the first half and then absolutely tear apart everybody in the second half and get to the final they did it twice so not just reach the final ah they won the final also one time so there are there that team but i do like what the coach has done that team is tough to beat they defend yeah. well they are organized well they put in the solid shift finishing again remains a problem because they could have taken that game over the line last time and uh, they just didn't find the finishing in that uh, in that game Thapa is really good in his uh, in his role. I think he's grown in his role as a captain, playing really well as a box to box midfielder. He's finding those passes. He's making those runs. It's nice to see him getting that uh, level. And if they if they just finish that one of their strikers or someone find that form, I think they played Rahim Ali up front last time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that's the best idea. But whatever, if he finds the form, whoever Changte manages to find his. find is uh, shooting good because it seems very strange right chante when he doesn't have time he scores great goals when he has the time to pick his spot he misses it fluffs its line everything so maybe give him the ball last minute only and say you take the shot in paris <laughs> in uh, in chelsea like when he tried to be the all tarais he would miss everything and when he got that top or last minute uh, flick and all he used to create uh, like you know score those goals 
But yeah, I think they are a good team. And the biggest thing is that uh, someone just mentioned their combination of Indian foreign players is very, very good. They found a good balance. You can't, that, that team is not going to lose many games. They don't know if they'll win a lot of games, but they're not going to lose many games. And that's the foundation of a championship team. So nobody's talking about them now because they're not very uh, interesting, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, they play very sort of uh, dull style of football, but they play that football very well. It's going to be very, very difficult for people to beat it. Super effective, yeah. Super effective. Boshidar Bandanovich, uh, Shlok, how do you look at this man in charge of Chennai NFC this time around? Um, very. <laughs> I was just going to say very cool guy, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think good guy. <laughs> I I like I like him, dude. Because even in the press conference, he's, he's very like you know upfront about what he means. He's not going to beat around the bush when it. He's not going to say, oh, you know, oh, we need more time. This that like it, he's he knows the problems that come you know in the match, and he knows where he has to rectify them, and that's great. And I like to see these kind of defensive, well-organized sides uh, in the league because it gives a good balance, man. Like, you know, last year, we had so many Spanish coaches. Everyone's trying to play in this possession football. And some some did it well, some couldn't do it well. But now it seems so much better because there, it, it, it gives like this balance. Like, okay, you know, one they, they both have their different styles that they're going to implement. And I think it adds a lot more uh, depth to the league in that sense. Um, even their foreign signings, I think they've been... Really, really decent. Like this guy, um, Vladimir Koman, really good. The centre back, what was his name? Uh, Damianovich, was it? Mm. I think. That winger, Mure? Mure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mure. Yeah, yeah he's also very good. He's, he's also pretty good. Yeah, so they've got like a lot of these uh, underrated players in their foreign signings. And you know how like it is with Chennai, like, you know, one season. They go down and then the other season they put in like a bid for winning the title and so last season down and now it's you know they're there and thereabouts yeah fun well, fun team it's it's really good yeah well Sandeep you spoke with Bosidar at the start of the season mm. and I remember you asking him uh, his philosophy and what he wants to do with the team quite an interesting chap to ha- have conversation yeah, with yeah. Him. does it doesn't yeah, hold yeah. back tells you what mm. what what you actually want what what's actually in his head. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I think I sent you a clipping of that. No, that uh, they asked him about Raheem Ali, and yeah. he just said he was not doing what I wanted him to do. And that's so honest. Like most of the time, they're like, "Oh no, we were thinking this, this." And he's like, "No, you didn't do what I wanted because I took him off." I think it was Raheem Ali only, right? So uh, yeah, but he is very honest, and he said, "I I like the style that gives me the points." Correct. So he is going to do what he has to do to win. And I honestly, I think a team should sort of. Uh, reflect uh, the people of where they are from, which doesn't always happen in India. But uh, Chennai has always had this really strong defensive thing, right? From Matarazzi, from Melson Alves, who was there. Uh, you know, they had these Rafael Agustos and Elanos of the world, but their defense was really good. When uh, PSC walked the whole league and went to the final, they, they scored three goals and won that final. 3 1. Yeah. Came back from uh, one goal down at home in Bangalore. So, that team had that steal before, and then you Owen Coyle had that spell where he just sort of everyone sort of went with it, and it was like a very expansive style of football. And now again, we are going back to that older style. I really, really like that, and I think uh, Chennai is going to be a tough team to beat, man. For any for any team, they're not going to be an easy team to beat. Again, if they score those goals, 
because yeah. tanke is going to beat this man and they are going to create that one or two opportunities if you can convert i think that's that that's it you they score two goals you're not winning that game because they'll shut shop and you can't do anything about it that's it well to the listeners out there one or two injuries at the back can change everything okay because they don't have a lot ah, of yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. that's that's going to be a problem right it reminds me a lot of george costa and that's why i think i like it okay i like george costa actually we have to make a mumbai reference shall we Snoke, Snoke sneaking in uh, non-winning Mumbai teams with the winning Chennai teams. <laughs> God damn it, man. That was harsh. Well, guys, before we move on, just a reminder, if you want to catch any of those conversations that we were speaking about that Sandeep had uh, with Dice Buckingham in the, uh, in the earlier, earlier part of the, of the recording and now with Bostar Bindanovich, these things are up on both our podcast platforms and also on the youtube channel so you can go there and catch these things well moving on uh, chennai a tough team to beat another team that we expected would be tough to beat was khali jamil's northeast united fc four matches so far shlok uh, a 2-1 win over goa one two loss against chennai a goalless draw against kerala and a loss to bfc a 4-2 result there khali jamil the first indian coach to be named the head coach of uh, an isl team uh, how do you look at him so far uh so first and foremost he's been given like a really tough hand to play with you know i i think on paper no disrespect it's it's probably like the worst squad on paper in the league right it's always tough working from from there like you know you lose a player like apuya who you can't really replace with any indian at this point of time given northeast united's budget i feel you know foreign signings i feel they've got some good one flotman Mm, seems a little iffy because I think you know like, that that Korean defender that they really wanted to get that didn't go through, right? Um, so I I don't know like what a realistic expectation would be for them, but the fact that they're eighth right now and the uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kuri Kurier or whatever that guy he's he's really good, like he's he's. just so entertaining to watch he's doing all these flicks and he's making things happen they got hernan santana which was amazing like you know he's so so confident dude do you see that moment where like two two uh, i think goa players were pressing him and he just steps back and then gets both of them out in like one move it's just like damn man but they're doing better than i thought they would this early and i i just hope like they stick with khalid jamil man cuz he's he's i think he's that kind of guy who's going to give you lot of uh, solidarity with your team like he he's somebody you can give a squad and just tell him like okay you know give us a mid table finish or just do whatever you can and he's not going to have complaints about it cuz you know he'll just deal with it um as opposed to the whole foreign coach thing where you know they would probably want a project or they would probably want some funding in terms of which foreigners and which indians they want so this that part Well, no friends attached uh, when Kali Jamil is the head coach of your team. Not this United FC. Uh, Sandeep, four matches so far, uh, eight on the table, but too early to say uh, too early to say anything about this team, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree with um, everything Slok has said here, and I'll just add that Diego being injured is again very oh yeah yeah tough for him, tough for the team because he was that guy uh, like the. <laughs> Like Mintu has uh, messaged here that they looked really different in that spell that uh, Gaigo was on because he had so much on the ball and off the ball also, which is something credit to a foreign player coming here, a creative foreign player. 
putting in a shift like that. So tough for him. But again, that that team overachieved last year. Yeah. Um, I don't going on that win, winning streak. Yeah, I don't think that will happen again this year. But they won't be an easy team to play against. That much will be there. Well, that about North, North East United FC. One more team to talk about before we go on to the questions that our listeners have asked us. Jamshedpur FC, Old Worlds team. One of the best teams uh, that we have seen so far in the league, right, Sandeep? Uh, three matches they have played so far. A draw against uh, Hyderabad, a uh, 3-1 result against Goa and a draw against East Bengal. Yeah. Look, that, I think they got the foreigners perfect. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. For what Owen Coyle wants them to do, Hartley and Sabia are great at the back. Whether it's one of them or two of them, uh, they are very difficult to score against. Uh, that uh, Greg Stewart is an absolute beast. He is difficult to hold down. He wins the headers. He uh, wins the second. He does goal, everything, bro. Can score the goal. You can see why he was playing at the top level in Scotland. Valskis is Valskis. He's going to score goals if you give him the chance. And those two seem to be dovetailing very well. Yep, yep. And then you need to sort of change things. You have uh, Jordan Murray off the bench, who's more of a runner. Yep. So he's. They've got them spot on. And Coyle is this guy who, over the years, we've had a podcast with him as well last year and things. He will give so much confidence to these players that he has. And uh, he has got the courage to make big decisions also. Sometimes take off a foreigner, put Narendra Gallo, get out at the back. You know, all these kind of things he can do because he has the confidence in them. And he, the players have the confidence in themselves because the coach is giving them that. And... Uh, He's a Premier League manager. Man. We watched up. We grew up watching his Bolton Wanderers. At least uh, Navin and I did. Uh, we know. How, you remember Kevin Davis and you know all those uh, Juan Almander and all. Yeah, he, he, he used to do a great job. Looks wondering what are we talking about? Yeah, he has no idea about Juan Almander and all. Go check. Yeah. Great goals in Premier League. Juan Almander. I'll tag you on Twitter and send it to you. But anyway, uh, so he he is that coach. And this team can play dirty and still win because they have the quality up front who can make the difference. The two strikers who will guarantee you goals. And that's it. I, I, I'm very effusive about this team. They've done an excellent job in recruitment. Unless some injury or something happens, uh, they, are go- they are going to be a really, really top contender. Mendo wants to know, but I don't understand why they signed Pandit. No, because they have money. <laughs> and like, look, if you lose one of the two... Or two of the four, three foreigners, you still have Pandita to come off the bench and he can always nick a goal. Something. Yeah, he can always finish one chance. So that uh, half a chance, I mean, he's good in the D area, like we say. Right. Mm. Yep. I mean, he won't be involved in the build up and things, which, which Jamshedpur does not want him to be. Yeah. They don't want him to be involved. <laughs> they will give you the ball, just score. Yeah, you stay there, we'll put it on your head or on your feet or something, finish it. And for that yeah. reason, he is a good player to have. but. He has three really, really good players ahead of him. Absolutely. Yeah. To get into it. And they're playing Stuart and this guy up front. Dude, it's scary for anybody, especially this it, year. Sure, have only four farmers. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, you have only four farmers. So against them, you will have to more or less put uh, two farmers centre backs. Yeah. Or a holding midfielder who drops really, really deep. So it's they just by the two of them walking in suddenly you're on the backboard. Like these, you cannot, these fellows go. These have to hold them. So, yeah, yeah, that's a scary proposition to be in. And, and play not like ATK Mohan Bagan where the David Williams was out wide or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right in the middle. So. Right in the middle, right. Scary they, lines, scary Lima lines. As well, you know. Sorry? Lima, Lima. 
Oh, yes. He's he's pretty good. Like I I think last season he was yeah. struggling with an injury that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's also good. Yeah, I think he's he's much more fitter now than last season because he was he was having injuries last year, and now he can re- like even though he's not the perfect fit for the system Coyle wants, he wants to play very directly. But I think Lima can actually fit in more as like a eight or a ten as opposed to the double pivot thing he did last year. So I think that's gonna bring out like a really different dimension of them, and that's gonna be great. But I, I like I like this Jamshedpur team a lot. They're even fun to watch, even though they're like very. Yep. Organized the way they just go directly with Stuart is is wow. Can you take the last comment? Sharadani. Sure, sure, Danish comment. I think it's correct. Come on, man, slow. You're just trolling KBFCs for no reason. <laughs> this is football culture. Okay, it's just. I think probably a reason why he's not not in India <laughs> because he just wants to stay away from every every region <laughs> person. <laughs> I'll be asleep by the time they start coming at me. So, time zone full. Shlok, you are a good guy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. I quite like the banter at least. That's absolutely, absolutely. That about the ISL, but uh, the I League is just around the corner. Sandeep, uh, you were part of that Punjab FC press conference, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, Ashley, yeah. Ashley was speaking about why he signed players from the, the first team, more or less the first team that he had at PFC. And things like that. Your takeaways from that conversation? I mean, Ashley was just uh, being Ashley. We've known him for that three, four years that he was here. Uh, he just, yeah, he said he's, he's, I mean, look, that team has the financial capability to challenge, and I think uh, their idea is to challenge. I don't think we'll see these uh, ex for BFC players start all the games because they, they just can't. Every three days, every four days, they just can't do that. But it makes sense that he got some of them. I mean, maybe too many of them but he got some of them at least because uh, it's always nice to have those leader uh, senior players who knows the way he he works and who knows the style that so he wants to play. Now, how many does he have? He has a I Renault. He has nine or ten. Yes, Keen, Lewis, uh, Robin Singh, Reno, Vineet, uh, Fanai, Shankar, Ralte. Uh, yes. Yeah, 7-8 he has. Shankar Sampangira. Shankar Sampangira, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think maybe one too many of them, but nevertheless, it's not a bad idea. As long as you can surround them by good Indian players and their foreigners look decent. Again, it's a very uh, English, British heavy foreign uh, players. I think there's an Australian, two Brits and uh, one more I forgot where he's from. But yeah, so again, it's Ashley going back to his roots. Can he recreate the magic? I think it will be interesting. That's something that we'll have to wait and yeah. watch. Well, that about... Uh... Round plus Punjab FC, but another another team that's kind of making news in the I League circle is Rajasthan FC with their foreign signings. Marcelino, the first one. Then yesterday, I think they announced saying uh, saying that Turzonov has also joined them. The guy oh, who played boy. for Trau FC last time round. Getting the hmm. name right this time. Not screwing up the name. Roshan Gurvila wanted wanted a question that needs to be answered. I'll just flash it up. What what do you make of Marcelino's deal to Rajasthan United? Anyone who wants to take it? Yeah, so Marcelino deal, that's a big statement. I think they have signed uh, Kamran Tursunov also, who mm-hmm. played for uh, Trao last year. Yeah, oh. Trao last year. Oh, yeah. So, he is going to be a good player uh, as well. But the problem with Marcelino is like you have to do things the Marcelino way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'll sulk. And uh, there's, uh, I think I don't think Vikrant Sharma is there with them anymore. Uh, not that I don't think I know. I spoke hmm. to him 
Instagram. And he's not there at the team anymore. They're going with a new coach. Um, I don't know about how well they'll play. I'm hearing some uh, that players that they have from the second division. Some of them were good. Gurtej was good. Amin Thapa was good. But you have to see if uh, they have retained all of them. I, I don't know what the scene is. So, um, that uh, they had a uh, midfielder also, a foreign midfielder who did Odai, I think, was doing a good job. Um, yeah, it's going to be difficult because you will have to cater to Marcelino. He's not going to come back. Yeah. And But at the same time, he is going to be at these kind of leagues. To win, you just need that moment of magic. Mm-hmm. And that moment of magic, uh, I don't think anybody can provide as well as Marcelino can. Marcelino, in that. Right. Well, that was the first question. Second one, I think, Shlok, you would like to take this one. The question is, where do you think Buckingham needs improvement with Mumbai City FC? Um, let me think for a second. I think, I think on the wings, um, the way he wants to uh, make his team build up, I think we saw uh, BFC press really, really well. The, the man-to-man thing that they did, wherein... Uh, they have one man for each centre back, and then you know they uh, have one man tracking either full back as well, and one on Jahu and Apuya was the free one who kept getting fouled. So I think in in build up there needs to be some like like probably a different system as well, one extra system on how to build up. Um, it's still very early days, and I think the team has been you know it's we've been playing well. Maybe I'd say more clinical. Like in the final third, I feel like should. Uh, be finishing a bit more, but again, I don't know how he can incorporate that into training. It's you know, it's it's more sporadic because also based on player confidence and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, build up set pieces look really good defensively and offensively, so I, I, I'm happy with that. And final third uh, movement is decent, but I would say finishing and like you know, there's sometimes where Casio isn't entering the box as an extra man and only left with Igor Angulo and Vikram Pratap. So, I think just the team needs to gel a little bit more and then maybe we can objectively see that, okay, this is one problem or, you know, so on. Got it. That's uh, one more question. I'll just pull it up. There you go. Sandeep, you want to read this one? The question comes from Kuchbi, the handle name Kuchbi. Uh, what are Goa doing wrong? They have a good coach, good players. They had Perez best preseason. Uh, prep and they like to play attacking football and yet can't seem to score. Yeah, I think we touched on this before. A uh, lot of the players, they are not confident at the moment. A uh, lot of the players, um, the managers and everybody, nobody's confident. Brandon is injured. It just feels like these are all excuses at the moment because they had a great preseason. We all thought uh, they were going to be a good team. They were going to uh, challenge for the first, first position in the Champions League spot. It's yeah. not worked out. And uh, I don't. I honestly don't know where they go from here unless they change, turn the corner, and start winning a few games on the trot. I don't know where they go because Ferranda has not really been in that situation, right? Got it. So uh, yeah, it's a tough position to be in. And that about FC Goa. There's one question coming in from one of our listeners who's joining us live. Do you guys have anything to say about the fake booing during bookings? I don't. I don't put the volume, so I don't know. Shlok, do you have anything to say about this? I don't, watch watch this I don't watch matches. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it really. They're trying to build an atmosphere, but it's not there. I, mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Right. Are they really doing that for booing thing? Not very. Yeah, they are. They are. 
ప్రాపర్లీ but from what i understand it's not really part of it this year because uh, super division is going to end uh, late december or early jan then uh-huh. they have women's league and the a division and b division c division uh, on sunday saturdays they have the youth premier league uh, for under 12s 14s and 17s in four different venues that's going on so i don't think there is a time in between this time to have a, a karnataka this is karnataka premier league right these are Yep, he is. Yeah, I don't think that's happening this year. I'll check and uh, confirm, but from the calendar that I was shown, uh, it was not there. Unless they managed to put it at the end of the end of the league. I mean, end of the year. Yep, got it, got it. Mendu wants to know: Is there any update on the results? Really, I think I think January is when uh, it it will be held yeah. in a bubble and in Mumbai. In Mumbai, yeah. So, yeah. not all teams are part of it. Not all teams are part of the reserve league. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought it's all ISL teams and RFIC or something. No, I don't think all ISL teams have said yes. RFIC is there. Yeah. But yeah, some one or two of them are not there. Uh, again, I have to check on that. Okay. All right. Oh, Karnataka, they also have two uh, two women's league going to happen. I think after the Super Division is over, so that's the calendar is pretty full on this year, provided no more lockdown and things happen, which which I don't think will happen. Yeah. Despite the new variant, lockdown seems pretty uncertain. Yeah, probably. Just pulling out a few more questions, guys. Stay with us. Okay, a big question. This comes from Neeraj Vishnu. He wants to know what do you th- think about teams participating? Nine, nine have said yes. Uh, Vaishnav said that's correct. Yeah, two of them didn't say yes. Other reservedly, sir. Other reservedly. Okay, all right. Uh, the question. that comes from neeraj vishnu what do you think of teams participating in afc competitions representing india not giving playing time to the asian in the squad won't it be tough for the players to gel well with the team and be ready for intense games in cl there's only one team uh, playing <laughs> cl yeah yeah. yeah who's mumbai's asian yeah, no it's a fa- oh, bradman oh correct bradman I don't yeah. remember because no, it's it's a fair question. Yeah, it's 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 a fair question. Like even it's something I was talking about with the fans also recently. Like you know, is so uh, one of two ways: either Bradman for whatever reason isn't picked as the Asian and he get a different one. I don't think that'll happen. But I think over time he will uh, start being involved. You can see him coming on the final few minutes. Not that it means a lot, but uh, this was another thing that he entered the bubble very late. I think the league started on nineteenth, right? Yeah, hmm. 19th. Yeah, he must have come around 10th or so. So that was there. So I think he's still making his way into fitness, gelling with the team. So I have a feeling we'll see a lot more of him come January. But uh, yeah, that is definitely something to keep in mind. All right, that about. But then uh, right now the AFC is saying let's have more foreigners. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it will be the case foreigners. from the next season. Next season on. But this is four playing or four in the more than yeah, four so, in the lineup. No, no. So you so can more register more, more in your squad, but I think yeah. you still have to play with the three plus one. Yeah, fair enough. Then it's okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
More questions coming your way, guys. This one from Shashank Sinha. Do you think ATK Mohan Bagan have a decent chance this season, Sandeep? I picked them to be out in in our preview of the top four. Yeah. So I'm just going to stick to that. But that they are a good team, so they'll manage to win games. It's the matter that uh, so the most important thing Mohan Bagan will beat all the uh, so-called lesser teams because they have spent so much. They have so so much quality. As I'm calling others lesser teams, but they have to beat their direct competition, which they have not managed so far. So yep. it all depends on that. But I'll stick to my. One handball call from Vikram uh, changed Shlok, the whole thing. Do you want yeah. to respond? <laughs> I mean, they've already lost six points against like the top four teams at this moment, right? Like Jamshedpur and Mumbai, they've lost, so it's yeah. going to be tough. I think I think they still have a chance. I'm not going to write them off because if Krishna and Bumu click, then it's it's pretty much over. But less lesser chances than I thought earlier, for sure. Okay, Shlok, there's an assignment coming your way. Joshua wants something from you. An average XG chart of every team after the fifth round can get that done. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I was cool. honestly just waiting till the fifth round. Then I'll start posting about stats. Right now, it's fluctuating a lot. But yeah, cool. Yeah. Sandeep, another question coming your way. Four teams with the best defenses so far, according to you, Sandeep. Oh. <laughs> I think Jamshedpur is one. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I think Mumbai is one. Not because they have a great defense. They defend well. Come on. Bhekke has been doing well. Sorry? Rahul Bhekke has been doing well, man. Yeah, he's improved uh, from his last year and all. I I was just thinking about that earlier. I don't know why, but I was thinking about the same. That he's improved there. So much slander, everyone. Chennai, Chennai, of course, I think is a very good defensive team. Goa, no... Yes, you know. Bagan. Say no. Kerala, dude. Kerala. Odisha. Kerala is not considered from set pieces. Yeah. Oh, Hyderabad, bro. Oh, Hyderabad, Hyderabad, yeah. But I think Kerala also, man, their defense is not yeah. bad. Yeah, if they can hold so on far, to that so and not concede from set pieces, they are going to hmm. be, they can do some damage, yeah. But All Hyderabad, right. Hyderabad, Hyderabad, I mean, okay. Kerala, okay. So, what do, your, four, four, your four teams listed out? Hyderabad, Chennai, Jamshedpur and uh, Mumbai. Alright. So, so Mumbai teams. again only because they defend well as a team, not because they are backline. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Next question about tonight's match where Mumbai will be up against Jamshedpur. A reason why we had to do this recording today in the morning and not in the evening because Shlok is pretty busy in the evening. What do you think of tonight's fixture, Shlok? Both teams are in form and it would be a tough tactical fight. I agree. I agree with Hanif. I think uh, JFC has the slight edge. The only thing I think is one positive is that we played our match before they did the previous game. So I feel like the team has more rest time. Uh, and JFC looked a little gassed out towards the end uh, against uh, ATKMB. So I, I'm yeah. holding on to that, hoping we win. Uh, I'm not going to say that we're going to lose, obviously. But it's going to be a great fixture. I think it's going to be a really good test for Mumbai because I think what JFC has done is they've beaten an ATK MB side that really, really did well. You know, they weren't down 10 men or something. I don't think uh, Habas would have as much to complain about in that game as he did in Mumbai's game. You know, considering all the referee errors as well. So, oh, yeah. in in that sense, I think it's going to uh, really force Des Buckingham to come up with something, um, you know, groundbreaking 
not only in the way we attack, but also how we deal with Valskis and Greg Stewart, given that we're playing with one Indian centre-back. And it's going to be an entertaining fixture for neutrals, that's for sure. I think uh, I agree with Hanif. I think JFC. JFC they, are, they can do so much damage with those two. And we, today we'll see. You spoke about Baker, you know, we'll see today. Let's see how Let's it see. pans yeah, out. All playing centre-back who's an Indian. Too good. 7.30 p.m. the kickoff. Uh, there's more questions, guys. We're not done yet. Okay. Uh, there's a four-forerunner rule adversely affecting FC Goa's performance. Yeah. That's how yeah. 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 It is. That and Brandon to... being out. Yeah. And Brandon being out, of course. But yeah, yeah. four-forerunners is affecting them. Because last year in the Champions League, we saw them play with four-forerunners. Right. But they had the Brandon element in there, which is not there. Plus, uh, Dylan Fox. I mean, they have to find that balance, right? They need to start the striker. Hmm. Uh, Devendra can't uh, really lead the line all the time. They need Ortiz because he's the only penetrative forward they have. They need Nogueira because he's the only one who can pick the pass and run through. Edu sort of dictates and uh, breaks it down a little bit. But uh, yeah, and then it leaves only Ivan. Ivan is not the same. He looks a little short of confidence. Dylan Fox didn't look that great when he played. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, maybe if they had one more foreigner, they could have been slightly better. But then everybody else has another foreigner. So, yeah. Alright, one last question before we wrap up. Vaishnav is asking us, youngsters who, who's impressed so far? Toiba, I think, uh, has been good. Uh, I mean, Isaac also has been good. What is that? Slok, you go with it while I think about it. Yeah, can you say Chandra is still young player? No, nah, I think he's like proper senior player at this point. Yeah, no, he's emerging, man. He's always emerging. <laughs> let him emerge. But who, who was the other emerging player that they were saying this month? Apuya, yeah. right? Yeah, Apuya. No, but I don't, I don't count him as like a youngster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nor is Vikram Pratap Singh. Okay. Hey, why? No, VP Singh is a young player. He has. He's a young player. He's played well. He's pressed well. Yeah. He seems to understand when to press also, which is a great thing for a youngster. Yeah, I'm actually, I wrote him off for that earlier, but I'm glad that he's doing You that never wrote him off, look, just don't visit <laughs> me right now. I, no, I said he plays like he's on places. cocaine and that's a problem because he just keeps running <laughs> and pressing. But now he knows how to hold his line. It's very nice to see that. Let's see, Chennai. Time to change your handle. We'll see, okay. we'll see maybe. Roshan Singh, I am not saying that I am impressed, but he has a great set-piece delivery with both feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just an anecdote. I don't think uh, he's, he's in that impressed. What do you think about Vinci? Vinci, we've seen him last year only, man. He is a good player. But okay, he's yeah. only played like a couple of games where he played mm-hmm. well. So, let's let's wait for a while. But he has the talent. For JFC. I don't know if you count him as a young player because he's Who? been around for a while. But Who? Jitendra Singh. He's been around for a while. We can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will not do this thing of calling the people just youngsters until they're twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. If they've emerged once, they have emerged already. We are not going to <laughs> like. Yeah. Apuya has obviously been the most impressive, but he's he's a national teamer now. We can't keep going to that route. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Please, these guys. That brings us to the end of this episode of Injury Time. Quite a healthy conversation, quite a fun conversation where we had a lot of banter, a lot of laughter. And for everyone who stayed with us throughout this tour, about all but two hours, a big thank you. 
happy holiday season have a great time until we bring you the next episode of injury time go on and have some fun